When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Uh, I'm glad to see video game movies are still trying to reach for the top. You know, you got Sonic, you got Sly Cooper, Lara Croft, even the Mario Brothers coming back for another try. But will they be as good as the source material? Eh, probably not. But hey, it's always funny to see studios try to do something. Especially when Assassin's Creed bit the dust in its debut. But, um, getting a little too ahead of myself. Anyways, welcome to the J-Man Show here on J360 Radio. Hey, J360 Legion, and welcome back. You're just in time for episode 48 of the J-Man Show. And I'm your host, Jay, of course, and guess what? Have you noticed the new round here? Same time, but new night. Yup, from now on, the J-Man Show is strictly on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, unless emergencies or an act of God happens. (laughs) This is part of a new scheduling idea I have with the J360 team in regard to show production. So, as this all turns out well, we can finally address that consistency issue. Now, as for another Cyclone episode, I believe that is happening also, and you can look forward to that by Saturday afternoon at the latest. This JMN episode you're listening to right now, however, is part of a double special, so you'll be getting episode 49 tomorrow night. Yeah, but I'll tell you one thing, though. What a great few days it has been around the J360 house. You know, we had some good weather lately, not counting today. I've been killing it in the gym and been working on some new material for the YouTube channel, which at this current rate, the previous J-Man episodes have been converted and now they're going through the upload phase. Oh, by the way, some shout-outs to some of the Oscar winners that have happened not too long ago. Like, I'm glad that Get Out did get Best Screenplay, but I was really pushing it to go ahead and get Best Picture, but I'm kind of glad with the choice that was made, you know, Shape of Water wasn't a bad film. It was a love story, and it was done in the Guilmio del Toro style, and I like his work, so I'm with it. You know what I mean? Uh, And then Coco. Coco deserved that win. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't even think Ferdinand was coming out, because they didn't promote it well. So I'm really, really happy that Coco won. It was a very beautiful movie. Like, you know, it it deserves that win. And, um, I don't know, I just didn't care for Boss Baby. Like I sat there, Alec Baldwin, he's as hilarious as can be, but mm, the movie was missing something for me. But then again, I'll save that for an animation-based episode. Today, however, got some things to let you know about. Now, going back to the YouTube thing, I'm sure some of y'all will be like, Now, wait a minute, Jay, you spoke how often you hate YouTube. Okay, yeah, that's true. But I've also mentioned that you all need a centerpiece for our products. And while I could care less about YouTube's BS, you know, their policy, and the outrage of the top people on the damn thing, we at J360 Productions still own that channel, so we're going to use it until it's time to go, or when YouTube acts like YouTube again and deletes it for no reason, or whatever they do nowadays, you know, that doesn't really serve the creators like anything, especially the small creators that are working on trying to get those sub counts together. 
and which I wouldn't mind seeing us get some more subs on YouTube. So, yeah, good luck getting rid of us, because much like Roaches, we at J360 Productions aren't going anywhere. And for those of you wondering about the newer content that Alan and I have been working on in another series for you all, the first episode is sitting on the channel right now. And, you know, at the risk of you cutting off this episode and going to it, I will place a link down there at the bottom of the description box. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's something new that's coming up that me and him are working on. And we plan to have um, a bevy of episodes for you all on YouTube. And if anything goes wrong with YouTube, you know, we still have the Twitch. You know what I'm saying? Because, see, I don't make money from YouTube, guys. I don't depend on it like that. Matter of fact, it's just another tool for me. But the thing about it is, though, it's important for us to get our messages out there. And those of you in the J360 Legion are just waiting to see what we do next. And this is the year that we bring in our A-game. So, hey, just stepping it up. The link to the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash j360productions. But you know what, though? That's enough shameless plugs. This isn't the shameless plug episode. Now, that might have seemed like a whole lot of advertisement for J360 Productions, and it was. Why not? This is my show. Hey, you gotta promote yourself. You know, gotta push yourself out there in addition to other people. So, you know, enough of the shameless plugs. Let's get into what it's really all about. You see, it's almost movie time out there, people. The summer blockbuster season isn't too far from us. Welcome to March. Plenty of great films coming our way this year, and I want to give you guys a top five list of my most anticipated. Well, from at least now until summertime. Okay, number five is Ready Player One. This movie had some production troubles, and now it's finally coming together. I like the way that it has all the Easter eggs for those of us that love pop culture and riding out this whole wave of, you know, nerdism, if you want to call it that. But, you know, like, everything that we enjoy from, like, the DeLorean making an appearance, the Iron Giant making an appearance, and that's just to name a few things. This movie seems to have it all for us. Not to mention, I think that they've been doing homages and parodies of iconic posters, and it's working for them. I, I like this, you know what I'm saying? It seemed like a movie for everybody, especially if you read the book. So this is an adventure not to miss. That's why it's at my top five. Uh, number four is Pacific Rim Uprising. I love the first one so much. I mean, kaijus versus robots. I mean, just, oh my god. The, the movie was just incredible. I didn't care about the plot. I'm going to tell you that right now. I mean, what's not to like? I can remember back as a kid on Saturdays. Monster Visions on TNT. With Godzilla movies playing from the evening until the morning. It just takes me back. And the fact that the first one was so good... And uh, I can't wait to see what the second one does. I mean, a lot of people have been saying that it looks kind of cartoony. It looks kind of this. It looks kind of that. You know what? I don't give a damn. I just want to see over-the-top crazy action. And you know, speaking of which, the Predators remake is supposed to be coming out soon. But you know what? I'll talk about my other stuff throughout the throughout the year about that. But still, you know, it's just... This this movie can... I, I, I just can't wait to see it. I mean, it's got John Boyega in it. And you know, he's going to take the industry by storm. Just like Chadwick Boseman... Just like Michael B. Jordan. Okay, number three is Rampage. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a video game movie. I mean, some of y'all are probably saying that, you know, that albino ape is kind of cheesy. Uh, like, all this stuff going on. Once again, giant monsters. And you're probably saying, yeah, it's based off of a video game and they're not going to do it right. Look, let me tell you something. It got The Rock in it. That'll satisfy all of your problems, right? Because, you know, The Rock just can't make a bad movie, though he's been in some. But the thing about it is, his charisma is so good, and, you know, nobody's ever going to stop him from making them kind of movies. Like, he's he's going to make his movie. I, I don't care what it is. And the fact that this movie right here 
showed us how all three monsters look. And it seemed like people are actually giving it a re- warm reception because, you know, we're going to have more giant monster movies to come, especially when Godzilla's on the verge of meeting Kong. And I mean on the verge because Godzilla's sequel comes out next year, so this is the perfect time for something like Rampage. Rampage just fits right in. I don't even think too many people know that it's based off of a video game unless, well, unless it's been announced and the word is out, but I'm, I'm probably sure there's some people that just either A, don't care, or know about it, or just played the video game and said, well, you know, they're not scientists that are mutated and are destroying buildings with a time limit. It doesn't matter. This movie could hold well on its own, and I'll get into that further. But, Rampage is definitely a number three. Number two, Lara Croft. You know, because Cradle of Light sucked. That movie was horrendous. Really cut the sales out of otherwise promising franchise for... Angelina Jolie. Now, I thought she did a pretty good job as Lara Croft, but this new Lara Croft, though, really represents where they were taking her and the new direction of the video games, among other things, because there was a lot of directions they were taking her. Angel of Darkness. Oh, my God. But, you know, that's what they get for killing her off in the last revelation. I mean, you know, they should have just kept the series open, but then... Well, then they did, and then, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But this movie, though, best represents the newer games that came out. Like, you know, she's all about surviving, she's all about being on this adventure, she's doing what she needs to do in order to... I mean, is there a supernatural story involved in it? I'm sure there is, this is Tomb Raider, of course. But the thing about it is, is that, you know what, I really like the girl, she's into the role, you know what I'm saying? Rather than somebody who's just, you know, well-known and just pretty much just trying to play into the aspect of trying to show us that she's in the role but this one is eat sleep and breathing it you know what i'm saying pretty much being the female indiana jones that everybody anticipated laura to be now is she gonna be like the ultra badass or is she gonna be the girl that steps up into the role it's most likely the second one but that's okay because it's giving these um modern audiences that strong female lead that they've all been begging for even though they've gotten it multiple times throughout film I mean, I don't know why they all keep disrespecting Ellen Ripley, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, after all, you know, Wonder Woman solidified it. It's like, but Ellen Ripley, though. See, there I go. I'm back on the show, but soon enough I'm going to get something about people arguing and talking about. But you know what? You should talk about this kind of stuff because there's been strong female leads throughout the whole of filmmaking. But then you have other people out there that will come in and there would be film snobs and they'll go ahead and they'll say... Well, oh, oh, there has been no such thing as a strong female lead because... And we'll see exactly how far they reach back there, huh? (laughs) But anyway, number two is definitely Lara Croft. Number one, and you all knew this was coming, Infinity War. You darn right. It's been ten years in the making. Let's do this. It's time to see Thanos come in and give Earth a new one at the risk of going ahead and getting new gems for his fancy bracelet. It's a gauntlet, I know. I just did that purposely to piss off the blurds. But you know, the truth is, is that it's it's finally coming together. Everybody's about to meet up. This movie has a significant runtime. And currently, as they are promoting the film, they're also giving us spoilers. Which is the one thing I can't stand about superhero films. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, we wait for these trailers. We wait for all of these tidbits to come out, but then, you know, you can tell that they're marketing to get us excited and pumped up for the movie, which is what they're supposed to do. But on the other hand, they'll go ahead and they'll reveal too much. And then after a while, it's like, you know what, I might as well just sit back here, collect all the clips I need, 
So I can go ahead and just have the movie, and then, you know, they'll be crazy enough to give me the audio clip, too. So I can just go ahead and put the movie together that way. And, you know, I've said this piece a long time ago when Justice League came out, because when they had Superman shown in that one picture, I was like, you idiots over at Warner Brothers. Why why you do this? You know what I mean? We all knew he was coming back. You could have waited. I mean, I can understand, like, maybe second week of the movie being in there, or maybe the third week. Probably the third week, most likely, because second week, you want to make more and more money to add it that first week, even though the first week is the one that shows you that you made a profit. Luckily, though, Justice League did make a profit, otherwise the DCEU probably would have stopped, right? And which, by the way, I gotta give them some credibility, because, you know, Shazam looks pretty good. And as I said, I, I knew Zachary Levi would do great. I knew he would. But then again, is it really him or is it a stunt double? Now, that's something to look into at another time. But going back into Infinity War, though, I'm excited for this movie. I mean, Tony has the arc reactor in his chest again. And then a poster gave it away that he may lose an arm. And it's like, why in the world are you doing this on your promotional material right now? You know, because I know Disney's going to make its money. I know Marvel Studios is going to make its money, too. Because they're part of the same, you know what I mean. They're going to make their money because we've all been anticipating this film. But it's just that, you know, the film's already going to sell. You don't have to give us too much away. You know what I mean? If Iron Man's going to lose his arm, I want to see it. I don't want to know about it on promotional material. But, you know, as usual, that's just the way it goes. But I just know that this movie is going to be well worth the 10 years of getting here. Riding through the movies right now. And... You know, honestly, my superhero fatigue that was there during Spider-Man Homecoming, I told you all about this. There were episodes leading to why I wasn't touching base on this anymore, but it's all gone thanks to Black Panther. As soon as that came in there, man, I fell back in love with Marvel Studios again. I was like, yeah, this is alright. Go on with your bad selves. Oh, you can do no wrong. You can do no wrong except Inhumans. You can do no wrong. Oh, boy, I think that's more of an Ike problem, right? But luckily, they don't have to answer to him no more. And matter of fact, isn't he supposed to be getting a job with uh, Incompetence Inc. or something like that? Which, by the way, they just lost a few more people, too. I would talk about Incompetence Inc. this episode, but, you know, hell, even I need a break and it's too much going on. Not to mention that, you know, I ain't that far from uh, D.C. anyway, so I'm just looking at that storm cloud, like, looming around. You know, ten more months and two more years, people. That's all I keep doing. I'm like... You know, because even if you understand, and I'm not doing this because of either party alignment, right? I wouldn't mind a Republican being up in there as long as they were doing the job. But this guy ain't a traditional Republican for crap, except for the vices. And not only that, as he's going on about this tangent here, it ain't helping nobody. It's taking us further and further down the hole. Especially if you're going to put tariffs on steel and aluminum, which are two things that we use in need. And then he's fighting with the North American countries while letting the other countries go ahead and push forward. Yeah, that that makes a whole lot of sense. Ridiculous. And they're communist countries at that. But you know what, though? Like I said, whole nother episode. We'll look into that a little bit more at another time. But going back into this, though, definitely, definitely Infinity War at 1. And I'm sorry to go into that whole... Actually, I'm not sorry. This is my show. Yeah, I'm I'm not worried about that. You guys know how it goes around here. I'm tying up loose ends, don't you worry. But you know, sometimes I get closer to that Black Label episode. And, well, y'all don't need that in your lives. Not not this time, because it's been such a good week so far, you know? New opportunities coming my way, and this new scheduling and everything else. You know, sky's the limit right now. 
Just had to get through all the ignorance. But definitely Infinity War at number one. And you know what? I want to take a little. I want to take a little tid piece on something, right? And as you look back in my list on this, outside of what I said about number forty-five and company, you'll know that. Yeah, yeah. Some of these movies are based on either video games, deal with superheroes, or science fiction kaiju. But you know what, folks? That's just what I'm into. But the thing is, I'm really particular about the video game movies market. I mean, I think that that might actually have some growth to it. It might actually be something for everybody to enjoy soon enough, you know? Because nothing's sacred anymore. I mean, for a while there, over in Paramount, they were making movies based off of board games. I mean, weren't they? Like, you know, they had Battlefield, and I think Clue's getting a reboot. No, no, no. Wait, wait, not Battlefield. Battleship. Battleship, yeah. You know, personally, I think Battleship was kind of... I really don't think it was as bad as what people made it out to be. You know what I mean? I just think that there wasn't enough substance in the plot to let you know, like, what is going on. So, like... And some of the characters could be wooden, if you will, but, you know, Rihanna did a good job. Um... You know, honestly, it, it wasn't that bad. I mean, there were some nods to the game if you were, like, looking closely and stuff like that. And they were facing off against the aliens. But, you know, the thing about it is aliens coming in to invade us, try to take over our world, and engage us in naval warfare. And it worked. It was during the time of war games. You know, it wasn't bad, but still there were significant problems with the film regarding that. Because everybody needs some sort of exposition. Like, they say, like, oh, well... You know, you shouldn't tell us that because we the audience are idiots. No, you're not idiots, but after a while, you know, you can be a little slow on the uptake from time to time. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you get some exposition here and there, even though it kind of hurts you from time to time, that is. But, you know, like looking at Rampage, looking at Lara Croft and understanding that the Mario Brothers movie is supposed to be coming and Sonic is supposed to be coming, the Sly Cooper film. Hopefully they'll make these movies because once again, you know. Those characters have a long history and establishment here, and people seem to be openly receptive to a point. Because, you see, like, some people have that whole mindset where they're like, will it live up to the source material? Will it be as good as the games I play? Will it be similar to what I go through every weekend when I'm not at work? And it's like, uh, huh. Really, is is that what it is for you? Because, I mean, come on now. I have a feature on the J360 website where I look into the movies that are based on video games and I see how they keep the source material on check and, you know, I focus on, like, where they sell the movie, see what they're trying to do, and, like, if the movie's really as bad as what the population says it is. You know, is it really as bad as, like, say, what Rotten Tomatoes would say or what any of these other rating systems that people follow say? You know what I'm saying? A little bit of a challenge, if you will, because, you know, sometimes... Some of these movies aren't exactly the best, but they try to tell a credible story. And as I look into them, you know, I can see, like, sometimes we are bummingly disappointed in it because we don't get to see some of our fancy moves and some of the things that, you know, we experience when we're playing the original game. I know the Street Fighter movie's guilty of this, but you gotta give the Street Fighter movie some credibility because it was humorous in another way. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it kept you involved in it, even if it's like a train wreck to a point. You know, because it feels like the golden rule in nerd culture for a video game movie, since it's in the hands of mainstream Hollywood, is to pan it and discard the existence of this film. And you know what? 
that kind of thinking eliminates free thinkers or creators that may have something great to offer the IP in question. Now, some of you think this, well, if it's so great, why don't they create their own character? Okay, well, take a look at this case scenario. Okay, the person creates their own. Nerd culture responds, oh, this is a ripoff of established IP or iconic character. You know, why didn't they just get the rights or join the filmmakers in charge? Which leads into the second scenario. Okay, person joins filmmakers in charge. Nerd culture response. Oh, this movie sucked. You ruined the character or the characters. That's not how it is when I play. Do you even video game, bro? Now keep in mind, that person in question may haven't wrote the script, and scripts are often rewritten and doctored multiple times, especially if it's a big budgeted piece and suffers from executive meddling. So between that kind of thinking and keyboard warrior responses, these movies barely have a shot at pleasing anyone except those who don't give a damn about being hardcore gamers or film snobs. So as more interest develops in taking the gaming properties and turning them into movies, since nothing is sacred in the industry anymore, is a thing I'd like to call Challenge Accepted. You see, I don't see Lara Croft or Rampage winning Oscars or Golden Globes. Who the hell cares about this anymore? But what I do see is eventual prime entertainment. Movies based on properties that hopefully give us a fun or an emotional story that provides an escape from real life, which is what movies were about at one time in addition to making money. And while I'm saying escape from real life, I'm also including ignoring naysayers and their statements, especially what you use your money to do. Because originally in journalism, that's what it is to influence you into using your money or changing your lifestyles to a different way, even though you might not be about that life. You know? Like, plenty of the video game movies that I found at bargain outlets, do they live up to the source material? (laughs) No. But that's usually due to budgets, awful green acting, and executive meddling. But they're gems because at least they try to tell a decent story. And they give me something to laugh about. You know, sometimes the best movie to watch is a bad one. And it all depends on your point of view in terms of what's good or what's bad. Like, remember my guilty pleasure list, which I may never be able to live down because some people will probably be like, dude, you really like these movies? And it's like, yeah, actually I do. There's not a thing you can do about it. You know what I'm saying? And why would I want to live it down? Because, you know, for me to be a great filmmaker, i got to look at some trash films in addition to some class films. And then the list can change anytime it wants to, depending on how much older I get or the mood I'm in. You know what I'm saying? So you see, the thing about it is I'm open to more video game-based movies and variety that can broaden the scope that so many people find narrowing month to month. Like, some people built their own podcasts discussing and dissecting and delving into this subject all the time to the point where you realize that they have a point, yes, but what could satisfy them and really hit all the right notes? You understand what I'm saying? Now, not all of my podcast brethren and sistering out there are guilty of this sort of thing, but there's quite a lot of other content creators that are above and beyond this sort of detail. And then there are times where you're like, This is one of them people who will never be pleased no matter what you or any other creator out there tries to do. This person is made to complain and always wants to be the center of attention. Always wants to complain about what they done did wrong and what you done did wrong and every darn thing that you have done even though you're trying to make something here that's credible and just wants to rip into it for no reason. And it doesn't make any sense and it's not fair to any of us creators out there who are 
putting our blood, sweat, and tears into this kind of stuff, but do they have the supreme control over what sells and what doesn't? If their voice is loud enough, yeah, but the thing about it is you need to be resilient enough to go ahead and say, you know what, I'm a fan of these games, I like these games, yes, or I like this source material here, and I'm going to put my spin on it. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to get a crew together, I'm going to go ahead and get some investors together, and we're going to make the best damn piece of entertainment we can, and you know what, we're going to go ahead and make it happen, regardless of what that person says or not, and we're going to put the money together to sell this film. To go ahead and get anybody that's willing to watch it to watch it. And you know what? You already succeeded because you knew that you have dedicated yourself to your craft and you dedicate yourself to this movie here. Now the whole point about it is, is about what kind of story you have surrounding it and what sort of scenarios you're going to put the character in. You know what I mean? And you see little things like that. That's how we can stomp out this whole movie making monster to a point. We can go ahead and do these things by bringing up the challenges and getting them done. We can stomp out reboots if we want to. We just need to focus our creative energies on creating the content and stories that we believe deserve to be told. And in that way, we pull ourselves out of an entertainment drought, which is kind of what we've been swimming around in. Of course, we're going to say that movie sucks. You know what I mean? Now, don't misunderstand me on this because you might think that I'm saying video game movies are the answer. Not entirely. I just say they need to be looked at a little bit differently and appreciate it for their attempts. Remember, a long time ago, comic book movies were jokes in the industry. And well, in 2012, with the Avengers in the shared universe concept brought on screen, we've all changed this viewpoint now. And I would take it back to 2008 when Iron Man started, but you already knew this was happening. You know, to be honest, though, all of this comic book boom started with Blade to a point, but it was cemented by X-Men and carried on by Spider-Man. I don't care if you like Tobey Maguire or not, the man did pretty much make the films profitable to a point, along with other support. Not to mention, like, that's Spider-Man 2, though. But you see, also, there were plenty of misfires in that lineup, including Hulk 03 and Fantastic 405, which probably is looked on as better as a cult film because of 2015 that's inexcusable fox now the whole thing about that is is that you see after a rough start though comic book movies became the norm and more appreciated the world loves superheroes now everybody loves superheroes even your supervisor loves superheroes and he's okay to show and wear that tie that doesn't match the rest of his suit now but heaven forbid if you ever do because you still want to get that corner office don't you little joke about the office life but you see like comic book movies took their time to get to that point like the different concepts like this wasn't about shared universes at the time that came a little later we're in that now but you see they worked their way to the top for a while there they were just made for tv movies and jokes after a while whereas video game movies unless yui bowl gets back into it but luckily he's retired now he kind of put a stain on that industry, but at the same time, you can see where he was going. You can see what he was trying to do. It was humorous watching him. That's why, like, when you look at certain movies that he made, like Rampage. Now the Rampage films, however, they were something fierce. Like at that point, you could look at him as more of a credible filmmaker. At that point, but when you look at his Blood Rain films, or you look at the Postal movies, did he do Alone in the Dark? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to pin that on him. But at the same time, I don't want to let him off the hook. But the thing about it is, I can see where you look at him and you're like, there is no way there's going to be a good video game movie. And that's debatable because there are some that are pretty good, like Prince of Persia. That was a pretty good movie. Uh, Warcraft, depending on like who you talk to, 
Because there's some people that are sitting over there playing WoW right now. And they're saying, oh, you know he's wrong about that. The Warcraft movie sucked. And then at that point, you realize that this person probably didn't play Warcraft 3. Because that's what the movie was more inspired about. And at the same time, I liked it. I liked the Warcraft movie. I thought it was alright. I knew it wasn't going to win no hefty awards or anything. I knew it wasn't going to be uh, movie of the year. No, I, I, I knew it wasn't going to be best picture. But the thing about it is, I, I enjoy it for what it was going to be about. I enjoy it for to get away from the real world a little bit. Just to sit back and go ahead and watch what's going on in Astaroth. You know, before everything else that happened in World of Warcraft. It was so cool to see Thrall born at the end of the movie. It, I thought it was okay. But, you know, for some people out there, they love to listen to the popular crowd rather than develop their own opinion. So, at the risk of that, and, you know, J360 still growing in so many ways, the thing is, is that, you know what, maybe I'm a peon in terms of that. <laughs> Though I'm really not. Nope, just a free thinker, and that's kind of scary for a lot of people nowadays. But, you see... When you can base a movie off of a comic, you can base a movie off of a video game just as well, too. You just gotta go ahead and figure out what can make the movie sell to both gamers and film buffs. And not only that, but just to the masses. You know, there's been talk about a Halo movie for, like, quite some time now. And I'm wondering if that movie is ever gonna get made, because, fortunately, the games are kind of like a movie in general, but you know that... That movie might have something there unless you take a look at Starship Troopers and you're like, well, this has been done. But the thing about it is they can make this stuff into something great. There can be something credible there. And with these new movies coming along, as long as they don't do it like the Smurfs where the Smurfs are in the real world and they need the help from their new human friends. You know, it's, it's, it's little things like that that kind of irk people. But at the same time, it's not saying that these can't be the next boom to come in. You know what I'm saying? It's... It's interesting because a lot of people try to say, like, I wish they would quit basing them off of certain properties. I wish they would go ahead and create their own original IP. But I'm not ready for the original IP yet, so I need something that it's based on so, so, so I can enjoy myself. And you see, like, there's so many choices out there now. Unless it has Netflix on it, like, some people don't have a shot of seeing anything original right off. Or what they say. It's either Netflix or it's Amazon Prime that are, like, the two biggest ones. I know because I've been keeping in step with them for some of my material. And as a third possibility, before some of you lose your minds, there's Hulu too. But going back into it, hell, you can make a movie out of newspaper comics. Oh god, I should be careful on what I say, because didn't we get two Garfield movies, a Marmaduke movie, and there's a third one out there I can't think of right off, but I I know it exists. It's one of the comics that have been published um, for quite some time. Well, actually, no, it's called the Peanuts movie. The Peanuts movie done done very very well as a matter of fact yeah the peanuts movie wasn't that bad i liked it you know it was cool to see charlie actually talk to the little red-haired girl and you know like like it was funny and all the little end jokes were there that that's what made that movie special you know what i'm saying especially since as a kid and you know we were all kids once we used to do the same thing we used to have awkward crushes like that and we all used to read charlie brown you know how that goes would i like to see a movie of bloom county be made God, I wonder how that would turn out. I wouldn't want it to be live action, no. But I would love it to be animated. You know, the whole animation market needs some new blood to it, too. In addition, outside you know, outside of Pixar and Blue Sky and... What's the other one? Because there's, there's, like... Not as many as it used to be, but there are several of them out there. Because there used to be a whole lot of them at one time. Well, yeah, yet another third possibility would be DreamWorks, but... Hey, who made the Emoji Movie? Was that DreamWorks? 
Yeah, they need to get that shit fixed. I don't know why you would give up the Popeye movie for a movie about little things that we use on our phones. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, give these mediums a chance to go ahead and make something based on the property. And then open your mind and look and see, like, what's going on so you can enjoy these films. I mean, there's a chance that we could get out of all these droughts. There's a chance that we could stop relying on reboots to go ahead and satisfy us, you know? My problem with the horror industry is that we hold on to those top three all the time. We need to let them go. I mean, we've already seen Jason's story. We've already seen Freddy's story. Hell, we've already seen Michael Myers' story, and they're rebooting it again, and it's... I mean, yes, granted, this reboot has John Carpenter's help with it. Not to mention that Jamie Lee Curtis has been helping out, but come on, man. You know, I've seen too much of this already. It's little things like that that kind of bother me to a point. But when you look over at these uh, video game movies, you look at some of these comic movies, you look at some of these other properties out here that could use something based on them, and you're thinking, yeah, maybe this could. There, there's some life to this now. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's true. Maybe maybe there's something there that we're all missing out on because of popular opinion. And maybe we need to change that popular opinion so we can be more open to other sources of entertainment. That way so we're not in a drought as much. That way so we're not always talking about superhero fatigue. Or we're not always talking about this genre's fatigue. Or we're always not talking about how bad the horror industry is now. Which, by the way... There's going to be some hope of saving that, and I hope to go ahead and get a couple of horror films done, at least in script form, so I can sell them off. Any of you thirsty filmmakers looking for somebody to write for you? <laughs> eh, just a thought. But I know that there's, I know there's a way we can beat all of this. You know what's really about to suffer a reboot drought right now? Television. Some of these shows should not come back. You know that Roseanne should not come back. Hell, even Martin shouldn't come back. And you know what? Some of y'all would disagree with me about Martin. But I know plenty of y'all agree with me about Roseanne. I don't even want... You know, honestly, I don't even want Will and Grace to come back. The truth is because, you know what? These shows have had their time. They were okay shows back in the day. Well, Martin was damn damn hilarious. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I like Martin. Martin was great. But you see, the thing about it is, I don't want Fresh Prince to come back. I don't want Martin to come back. And I don't want the Waynes Brothers to come back. And if they do come back, I'd like it to be different scenarios and not the same scenarios and same characters and stuff like that. Because they'd have had their time. If I played a character for a long time, right, would I want that character to come back? No. No, I would not. And if and even then, like, you know, if they are going to bring it back without my permission or whatever, that's entirely up to them because I'm still going to get royalties for the old show. And luckily I use my money right so I don't ever have to worry about begging for anything. But the truth is, is this, it's just, you're looking at all this old stuff coming back, and it's like, where, where's the new stuff? Like, where, where's the room for the new stuff at? Like, some of these things, we gotta let go and move on. You gotta give some of these people out here that are currently creating on YouTube, looking for that spotlight, reaching for that goal, to go ahead and do their shot. I mean, at least back in the 90s, there were a bunch of people that had a fair chances, and they made pilots, which later became series, which ushered in a new way for those of us to be inspired, like Dexter's Lab, for instance. Why are we putting ourselves in such a hole for familiarity and nostalgia? You know what I'm saying? Like, I look at some of the Martin episodes, like, some were pretty damn corny now. But, you know, when I was younger and coming up in the 90s and stuff, it was hilarious back then, because you could do those things then. 
nowadays everybody's so high strung and sensitive about this and that and all that kind of stuff. I mean, playing it safe is interesting concept because when you play it safe, everybody's there and everybody appreciates it. But when you play it safe, it's boring. You got to be daring about what you want to see and what is out there for you and what you want to create. You know what I'm saying? Like, Will and Grace had its time. I mean, hell, like, there are people out there that want Seinfeld to come back, and Seinfeld had his time, along with everybody else. The show was so successful that there was a curse made out of it. The only one that survived it was Julie Lewis-Dreyfus, right? Yeah, I have time, folks, to watch these shows. You know what I mean. But the thing about it is, is that we all could be doing better. We all could be making great products out here. Like, you know, I have big plans for this show, even. And you'll see them unfold as I keep doing it, because I don't think I'm ever going to stop doing it. And then I have other projects, and then, like, I know some of the people in my team have newer ideas that they want to put into perspective here. And they could get that stuff done. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I don't know what's holding all of us back, but we all got to let go of some of this familiarity and do our own things. Which is pretty much what this episode is about. But, as usual, I'm running out of time, folks, so I'm going to have to go ahead and pack it in and do what i got to do to get ready for your second episode, which is happening tomorrow to conclude the double special, episode 49. And what is episode 49 about? The Cold Hard Cash. And maybe that is the reason why we don't push for our newer things. But hey, I've said too much. I want to thank you all for coming in and hearing me speak about... It's always good to ramble to you all, and it's great to be back around the J360 Legion every week. From now on, it will always be Wednesday. No matter what, die trying, it will be on Wednesday that the J-Man Show will be here. This is Jay, signing off.